ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. John, thank you for patiently waiting for me. Well, hello there. We've been running behind about 15 minutes since our first show, two shows back. But uh, you got full time. Thank you for waiting. And I think I just woke up the baby downstairs. I talk so loud. But that's just my nature. What can I do? Um, folks, everybody, welcome back. We are live. We're excited to be here on Thursday, September 14th, 2023. And uh, if you're just joining us, we had David Measures from England. That was Brother Gary Stafford from South Carolina. And we're now taking you to Sacramento. We got Pastor John Terrell, website eaec.org. Brother John, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I will. My Heavenly Father, thank you once again. We have another program on Omega on the radio. I want to thank you, Father God, that we have the, that I have this opportunity. And Lord, I just pray right now. I pray it every time for an anointing by the Holy Spirit, because without the Holy Spirit, we're not going any place. So thank you, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will speak to me. We speak to everyone, and that Father God, we will learn together, so that people can do better, they be better equipped, they can fight the devil better, and most of all, they can be praising you, knowing that you are alive forever, and there is no one else besides you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Take it away, Brother John. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm uh, doing a teaching here on Tune in God and turn off Satan. This is actually my part number six. And I'm working out of uh, lesson number 50 in my book, Christian Dynamics, course number four. And last week, we were talking about the book of Enoch and uh, why uh, that book is important to us today. Uh, a lot of people says, well, it's not in the Bible. And uh, I shared with you last week that uh, part of Book of Enoch is in the Bible. Uh, for example, Moses quoted the Book of <coughs> Enoch. You have that in Genesis chapter 6. Jesus also quoted Enoch and talked about him. And... Um, we also have Peter, uh, the Apostle Peter quoted it. So uh, these, including the Son of Man, <coughs> quoted uh, the book of Enoch. And uh, so I feel that book is um, valid in this way that it gives us information what's going to happen in the time of the Antichrist. And the reason I got involved with the book of Enoch was... I was reading from Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the, in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And so I read that several times. I said, now, what, what the world, how was it? How was the time before Noah? I don't know. I, I knew that fallen angels had sex with women, and uh, they got an offspring called Nephilims that were very destructive. But I didn't know a whole lot more. 
And um, so then I realized that the book, we have Enoch in Genesis talk about him. And we also talk about him in the book of Hebrews. And I said, uh, hmm. So I started looking at my library. And would you believe that I had the book of Enoch in my library? I had it for about 15 years. And I bought it a long time ago, put it away. I said, I'm going to read it someday. You know how that goes? Uh, I read it someday, and someday never came until I was prompted by the Holy Spirit. So that's why I got involved in the book of Enoch. And I've used that because, let me just read this to you here now. It is interesting that the knowledge of Satan and his existence before Adam and Eve, the rebellion and the war in heaven was not revealed to Adam by Jesus. And thus Moses knew nothing about these events. Neither does Enoch reveal the war in heaven. And none other book in the Bible revealed that. And it was not revealed. The last book, the book of Revelation, it was revealed about the tremendous uh, war that took place in the entire universe. It was a universal war. We have had World War One and World War Two here. They had the universe war number one, and it was a bad one. So Moses, therefore, didn't know anything about it. Now, in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel is given a prophetic word, and you have that in Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 through 19, where he gives a prophetic insight how life was on earth before Adam and Eve and before the space war. Now, if that was just Ezekiel, people would say, well, you know, he was a heavy prophet, you know, but maybe he was off a little bit. Well, the prophet Isaiah, which is a very heavy prophet, who lived about 100 or 150 years before Ezekiel, he did, he got a prophetic description of life before Adam and Eve on this earth. And you find that in, in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 20. And then, of course, in Revelation 12, 7 to 10, we had a revelation of the space war. So what I have done is I have done what we call a forensic investigation of what happened before Adam and Eve. And um, as I did that, I then wrote three articles. Actually, I wrote a book that we divided up in three parts. And that book is called The World That Was. And in The World That Was, I've taken all the knowledge I have from the Bible. I have merged it with the technology that we have today. And I am showing you from the Bible how things were going on, and I'm showing you the weapons that we have today that are really crude, like lasers and so on, but they're not really developed. But it shows the type of weaponry that was used in this huge war in the universe. Now, the world that was, um, we have sent that out to people uh, that are supporting our ministry. Uh, we've started sending out part number one, 
magnificent part number two and i just released part number three about a couple of weeks ago and if you are listening uh, you are not given to our ministry but you're interesting in it uh, i will send you a free copy of the world that was i will actually what i will do is i'll send you part number one and if you are interested i send you part number two and three I learned this. I receive a lot of material every week. It is impossible for me to read everything that people want me to read. I mean, uh, politics, uh, prophecy, uh, this and that and so on. And these are not bad. It's not bad information. It's valid information. But I am like a medical doctor today. hundred years ago, a medical doctor treated everything. He was all in all. Today, a medical doctor would concentrate on the ear, another one on the eye, another one on your toes. It is so much to learn about the human body that the medical doctors today have to simply specialize And they take a little portion of the body and say, I'm going to learn about that. That's going to be my speciality. And so I know the channel is the same way. He got a lot of material and we read what we think is important. What we are doing right now, if it benefits the, the teaching that we do. But I cannot get involved in in every facet of everything else. So, but I think that the world that was is going to be extremely important because we're going to go from where we are now into the time of the Antichrist. And the time of the Antichrist is going to be like as the days of Noah before the flood. What happened then, as the fallen angels got involved with the fair human beings and they had cloning, they had uh, inbreeding and so on, as the days of Noah, so would it be today. And that's why I believe that the world that was is something, it's a must for a believing Christ today to have that knowledge or you're going to be blown away and some of you are going to lose your faith in God because of the dazzling miracles that the false prophet is going to be able to do in front of the Antichrist. So anyway, that's about the book of Enoch, what I, what I just wanted to wrap up what I talked about last week. So, if you want to have the world that was, now, <clears throat> Shannon, you read part number one, right? Yes, sure, I did. Okay, you want to give a two-minute description, what do you think? I thought it was great. Brother John um, writes a story weaving in real historical facts that have occurred. But gives you the backstory about what really happened, and um, what he does is he shows you how many of the events that we see out there tie back to the hand of God, and very possibly the involvement of fallen angels and fallen angels technology. And isn't it uncanny that finally we're seeing? More come out almost every day, Brother John, of what even the government is admitting to, uh, they believe, are aliens. Now, you're going to have to make the decision, folks. Are these creatures from another planet? Or are these part of Satan's fallen angelic world? And that's where Brother John begins to go in and tell you the real backstory on what you're seeing out there. Because people are not imagining these things. Uh, mankind didn't just think up the transistor one day 
there have been technological leaps and there have been incidents, instances in history where there has been a major cover-up by the powers that be, your government, our government, because we have people all around the world tuning in, that uh, are concealing information. And uh, people are looking for a disclosure day to come forth. Some say it's coming very soon. And there are going to be um, conferences held, and we're going to get some, some more of the story. But the truth of it is, as I think you found, Brother John, is there's the demonic. Yes. That is the root of all this stuff that we're seeing. And there is a great counterfeit occurring. And the enemy is going to try to deceive many people with lying signs and wonders. The Bible warns about this. So this is uh, current events correlated along with Bible and Bible prophecy. And it makes for a fascinating read. I've already read part one. Um, Back to you, Brother John. So, so not only we have discussed this here, therefore my understanding is that the same process must have been true for the first book of Enoch, just as the so-called Bible scholars are trying to debunk the Bible, they are doing the same thing with the book of Enoch. And the reason for that is that God has opened up my understanding. And so let me make these couple of statements to you. When I first, as a boy, I started going to Sunday school. And uh, I learned about Jesus, I learned about God, I learned about Moses, I learned about all these different things. And uh, I read about the miracles and so on. They told me Jesus could do that. The picture I had was that of more like magic. Uh, Jesus had some kind of magic power and uh, he just spoke or whatever he did and so miraculously things happen and there were people getting healed and so on, people raised for the dead and we had the people walking through the sea coming out of Egypt fleeing the Pharaoh and so on. And then I begin to look upon it this way. God created our world. He created the fiscal universe. When, when I looked upon mathematics, the fiscal laws, uh, electrical laws, and so on, it began to open up my understanding that the physical world is a scaled-down replica of the spirit world. And so all the stuff we have here was designed, created by Jesus before the foundation of the world. Electricity existed at the time of Moses. But Moses did not know that there was electricity. So he never used it. And God did not open the mind of mankind to electricity until about 1600 AD, 1600 years after Christ, where they looked at static electricity and they began to study that. And for static electricity, they went to direct current and from direct current, they went to what we have today, where it, where it simply shifts back and forth, uh, where we have alternate currents, see, which is in itself a, a uh, incredible thing when you think about it, but, but on how that works. And so I begin to say now that many of the miracles were made by Jesus through his angels. Some of the miracles were done directly by the Holy Spirit that simply had power and infused power. We had the resurrection power that raised the body of Jesus from the grave. 
And Paul said the same resurrection power that served through Christ when he was raised from the dead is serving through us today when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, then in the book of Revelation, we are told about that in a, we could have a new creation. This universe is going to be dissolved. And the word dissolved means that it will go back into energy. And my understanding is that solid objects like we have on Earth simply is frozen energy. This is energy from the Godhead that they have used to make tangible things. And when the time is up for this universe, you have this in the, in the book, of, uh, first in uh, Peter wrote about it, and you also have Isaiah wrote about it. It will dissolve. The atoms would simply, it will not be a fusion like you have with the, with the hydrating hydrobomb, it would be simply, it would cease to exist, it go back to its original form of energy, and with an enormous amount of heat that comes out of that. We have a new universe, a new earth. So, for example, when people that are looking upon Israel today, and they're saying this, well, God promised that they would always have the land of Israel. They would always have Jerusalem. Uh, that's not true. Because this earth is going to be dissolved. Which means that whatever we had in the land of Israel is not going to exist anymore. There's going to be a new earth, a new Jerusalem on, an, on, a, on a planet that has no water. There's no oceans there. They have water, but there's no oceans. That's where we're going to live. And we are going to be working with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Angels, and we are going to be joint, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The Bible says we will have a higher rank than the angels, which means that in this new universe that already exists, but it is empty of life that's where we are going and this is what we could be working for eternity to develop that for God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit so Christianity is not just sentimentality I mean I love the Lord I love to worship him I praise him read about him, think about him, and so on. But he is also very creative. And it's going to be a fun time. Can you imagine living in a world, no sin, no sickness, no problems, no conflict, and we will have every tool at our fingertips and Jesus is going to say, go for it. I want this built. I want that built. I want this built. It's going to be an exciting time. But we have to go through first the horrible time of the Antichrist. So, regardless of the spin that scholars put on the book of Enoch, they all agree that it was written down in the first century A.D., by the Christian community. So Christians had the book of Enoch and they kept writing it down to make more scrolls. This would pose a great technical problem for the scoffers. During the first century AD, electricity was not known to men, neither was cloning and genetic engineering known. Yet both the Bible and the book of Enoch speak on these subjects. My personal belief is that the information in the Bible is a direct revelation from God, preserved by men through the power of the Holy Spirit, and the additional information given in the book of Enoch is in total harmony with the Bible, and it gives us more insight into the period 
between Adam and Noah. And that was a time period of about 1,600 years. That's a big chunk, 1,600 years. And the question is, as the days of Noah, what happened? Well, I have taken all the information I can get for the Bible and mixed it with technology. And I wrote the world that was. And so that is available to you. I'll make that available to you. All you have to do is go to our website. Write, you can call, call us, that is a phone number, or you can write and send us an email and simply say, I want to have a copy of the world that was. I send you part number one, because I know this too. A lot of material I send out, people read one or two pages, and then they stop. And I don't want to waste any paper or We're going to send it to you electronically. It's not going to cost us money that way. But I don't want to waste anything to send you material that you just put away or throw away, and it's useless. So you get part one. You read it. If you're excited, contact us back and say, hey, I read this. Give me part number two. We send you part number two. If you read that, you want the last one, part number three, we send that to you. Now, why not we do that? This is not a gimmick. I'm not going to put in there and send a little slip saying, would you please support our ministry? We don't do that. When I send you a gift, I send you a gift, I do not put in any slips or anything else saying, hey, can you give us a couple of bucks? If you think our material is good, if the Holy Spirit convicts you, you will send us. If material you think is not good, Holy Spirit not convicted you, I don't want your money. And so this is not a gimmick. I'm not doing this to get people to give money. Now, let's continue here. Jesus Christ is our final and absolute authority. Jesus accepted the teachings of the Jewish religious system when it came to the Old Testament, which is known as the Torah, five books of Moses, and the writings, which would be Psalms, Proverbs, Esther, Ruth, and so on, and the prophets. So the Old Testament is divided up by the Jews as the Torah, the five books of Moses. We have the prophets and the writings. That's how Jesus accepted it. That's how the Old Testament is today as it was translated into Greek and later into English for us. Now, the Apocrypha, that's another set of books. So, sometimes I feel so frustrated because I feel that people living today, uh, you have simply been spoon-fed. You don't think. And um, you don't ask questions. If you find a wet rock outside your door, Most people say, oh, that's a wet rock. But they never ask the question, how did the rock get wet? Who did this? How long ago was the rock dry before it got wet? So understand this, that during the time of the Old Testament time, and also during the time of Jesus and after Jesus, there were other books written. The Romans, they wrote stuff. The Greeks wrote stuff. And there were people writing novels, stories, historical background, just like you have today. I mean, now you don't go to bookstores anymore. You have it online. But if you look on Amazon and look upon the titles, I mean, you can buy any book on any subject 
that exist today in the world. And the same thing was true before the time of Jesus and at the time of Jesus. So when about 100 AD, when the apostles had died, first generation gone, second generation in charge, Timothy, Titus, and all the others, Apollos, and so on, they had a meeting. They, they, they called together all the top leadership of the second generation met. And they simply said, there are so many stories written about Jesus that we have to determine which ones are true and which are fictions. Now, the Catholic Church, they love this. They have stories. And there's a write-up. I, I don't know what book it is, what that book is called, but the write-up for the time of Jesus that was done and uh, where it simply said, the story of Jesus as a boy. And in the story, it simply said that Jesus was out one day, he was about eight or nine years old. He was playing with some clay, and he decided to do clay pigeons. So he fashioned clay pigeons and put them up in a row. And then he decided to make them alive. So he just spoke to them, and they became real Pigeons or birds, and they flew away. Well, it's a nice story. But you know, the apostles never told us that. It's not in the New Testament. It's a nice story, but it is not scripture. So we can read about it says, well, it's possible Jesus could have done it. We know what he did when he was 12 years old. He went to the temple, and he simply spoke to the elders, the doctors of uh, the Old Testament and so on, and they were simply astonished and said, you know, where does this 12-year-old kid get this information from? How did he learn that? Well, it was Jesus inside a 12-year-old body, and Jesus simply talking to them. He's the creator. And, of course, he had all the knowledge. So, this is why the only book that I accept outside the Bible is the book of Enoch. I read all the books. And you know, there are books in chemistry and mathematics. There are historical books and so on. I write myself, but I don't write scripture. I write about scripture. I try to uh, teach and help people understand it. But my writing is not scripture writing. Some of you might not, let me, let me finish this here. The New Testament was closed. They called it canonized. By the middle of the second century AD, about 150 AD, all the pastors, bishops agreed upon what we have today in the King James Bible. They said, this is scripture. The rest of it is Christian literature. There might not be nothing wrong with it. It's literature, but it's not scripture. The early Church of Christ had a very strict code. Only books that have been written by apostles or by their immediate associate under the supervision were accepted. Mark was a final disciple under Peter. Matthew was an apostle. Luke was directly under the apostle Paul. Luke was not an apostle. Of course, John was an apostle. We must follow the same guidelines today if we do not want to stray into false doctrine. Thus, when we are using the term Bible in our study books, we are referring to the 39 books making up the Old Testament and the 27 books making up the New Testament as presented in the King James Version of the Bible. Some of you might understand why I'm spending so much time on defining the Bible. 
Does not everyone know this fact? Of course not. They do not know unless they come out of a culture that has been used the Bible as defined above. So remember this. The Old and New Testament originate in the Middle East, in the country of Israel, from Iraq, from Persia. This is where the Bible originates. You cannot take American culture or French or German culture and superimpose it on a Bible or you're going to end up in Timbuktu. You have to simply say, what was the custom at the time of Jesus? Let me give you just an example. This kind of may be a rude one. I was reading in the book of Acts. <clears throat> and the matter of fact, it was the last chapter of the book of Acts. And uh, it said that uh, Paul healed a man <clears throat> that had the bloody flux. So I read in King James, the bloody flux. I don't know what I was. It's not in my vocabulary. And uh, years ago, I would have simply said, okay, whatever. And I would have moved on. But God has told me, had taught me this. Be diligent. Don't read a word and say, I don't understand it and move on. That is stupidity. That is laziness. You got dictionaries. Today, you can go to Google. You can go to your telephone. Look it up. So I decided, what is bloody flux so I looked it up and I was absolutely flabbergasted it means diarrhea with blood in it that's what that means so this guy that Paul healed on the island of Malta had diarrhea that would not stop and it was mixed with blood from his intestines now, when I learned that, the miracle now had a greater meaning. Because I've had diarrhea in my life. I know, you know, you, you don't stop it. I mean, you just stay close to the bathroom. And sometimes you don't make it, you know, that, then you got to do a lot of cleaning. So now it had a lot of meaning to me that this guy was healed of this and he had some time. And of course, was he thankful? He was very thankful. And the people around would say, wow, let's bring the sick and afflicted in here. This guy, Paul, got power. So I, I tried to look up everything, the custom and so on, to make me understand it better. So let me try to illustrate this for you now. When a ship is going to make a journey across the ocean, the captain needs a chart that will illustrate the area in which the ship is going to travel. Today, we don't do that. Because today you got satellites. And you don't have to read charts anymore. The charts in the old days, 50 years ago and back, people spent years to develop these charts, measuring them, so that they could have something to navigate by. It was an art. Today, <laughs> you can be as stupid as stupid is, have no education at all, you buy a smartphone, you got a GPS, and you can navigate any place on this earth. The Smartphone will simply tell you, go here, go left, go right, turn here, do that. And you, they can do that to a person that absolutely no problem at all. But that technology did not exist in 1970 or 1980 or 1990. We didn't have it. It's new. Maps was the old thing we had. 
It's a picture now, a ship back in the 1950s. It's going to cross over the ocean. And here's a captain. Uh, he has a person as a navigator. They look at a chart. And they use a chart to get to their location. If the chart is not correct, that boat is going to be off course. It is not going to arrive. If you have a smartphone and the program goes haywire, and instead of turning right, they tell you to turn left, you're up the creek. Here's what I'm telling you. In order to navigate between the Muslims, the Buddhists, the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the people that have no faith, the agnostic, the people that are atheists, to navigate in this world, to know what is right and what's wrong, you need a Bible. Here you need, in speaking English, you need a King James Bible. Not a new King James, but a King James Bible. And then you need a dictionary. Now you don't need a dictionary anymore. You got a smartphone. Man, there was a lot of work before we had the smartphones. I spent hours in dictionaries. Now you go to your smartphone, you type in the word, click, and here comes your definition. How easy can it be? And yet, even for writing the word in and putting a click in, that's too much work. W-O-R-K. I don't have time for it. It's very important that you take time. The wrong guidelines will prevent the person from reaching his correct destination. Let me illustrate that for you. I was given a, a book that was printed in 1945, about 55 around that time. And uh, it was sent to me. And it was a story of a Jewish woman that lived in Poland, and um, she was Jewish, as I said, and uh, it was a story how she survived the Nazis. Very moving story. I did a lot of crying when I read it. It was hard for me to read it because my eyes got too filled with water. And how this woman lost her mom and dad, lost her brother, Lost the family. She was the only one left. She was a slave laborer taken into Germany. And uh, she worked in different factories uh, as a slave laborer. They were never paid. And uh, toward the end, uh, they had the march. It was about 4,000 young women uh, from 18 and 20 years old that they had used the slave labor. And they marched them in the cold. Uh, and uh, Watched them over to a Czechoslovakia. Most of them died. And how she survived. And then, as she was, they were liberated by the American armed forces. And the guy that got to her place, he was, uh, he was an American soldier. And he spoke to her in German and said, you are free. You're okay. We're going to help you. And then she said with trembling lips, but I'm a Jew. They had been beaten down so badly that they had no value. And then the soldier said, I'm a Jew too. And the story then went, he helped her. They, she got to the hospital, took all the rest of the women that survived to the hospital and so on and helped them out. And eventually she married this guy, came to the United States, lived here, had a nice family three children, got grandchildren, and so on. But she never accepted Christ. 
and this this is the thought that I had and I want to share with you how tragic you take a young Jewish woman like this they go through all these heartaches then is rescued and live a wonderful life in the United States she wrote several books she was a speaker she worked for the Jewish agency she was this and that and then she died and went to hell because they will not accept Jesus as the Messiah and that wrestled with that and I thought God that is not fair how horrible for these people in the Holocaust that were so tormented and then died a horrible death to wake up in hell that must have been a shocker of shockers and then as I prayed and then God simply showed me this Holy Spirit showed me this they have perished because of decision that the high priest Caiaphas, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the leadership made 2,000 years ago when they said he is not our Messiah, crucify him. And they told Pontius Pilate, let his blood come upon us and our children. That's the curse on the Jewish people. They are raised without Jesus they die without Jesus what a tragedy so my time is up so here's what I want you to take away with for me today with several different things when you have a chance witness tell people about Jesus because most people don't know Jesus be sure you work in the King James Bible and take up the offer that I'm giving you free of charge. All you have to do is to go to your computer. Contact us, eaec.org and simply say, I want to have a copy of the article, The World That Was. That's all the work you have to do. That's all the work you have to do. We will do the rest for you. If you don't do that type of work, and you say, well, that is too much work for me, then I would say this. I wasted my time with you today, and you wasted your time with me. Can you hear me? How can you hear me? I'm, I have a church. A little country church, we out in the country here, north of Sacramento. And every Sunday I preach. And I would love to have you come to visit us if you live close. Contact us on our EAC.org website. <laughs> and if you don't live close, you can have our live webcast. And we start at 8.30 with music, 9 o'clock. Uh, we have prayer time for about half an hour. And then I would preach. So every Sunday, you can catch us. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs you work. You have to turn on your computer. That's W-O-R-K. So you have to do that. Now, if you can't be with us on our time, you can have that program anytime during the week. You can hit us Sunday night, Monday, Friday, Saturday. The program will lay there all week long. And all you have to do is to go to our website, eac.org, go to a webcast page, click on it, and it would stream to you, cost you nothing. But you have to work to turn on your computer, and I hope you will do that much effort. Let's talk about money as we close. I come on Omega Man Radio. I don't get paid for this. And... I'm very happy to have this outlet where I can teach you. Shannon lives in Indonesia. He has a wife, three children. They are not yet glorified, so they need to have food. 
They need to have clothing. They need shoes. Even Shannon need food from time to time. I think he eats maybe once a week. So that costs money. If you like Omega Man Radio, you're there to listen to him, you like the different people that are coming on, then go to his website right now. Find his donation buttons. He got more than one. Hit it. Give him a good donation to keep him coming. If you don't do that, then someday Omega Man Radio will not be there because he had to go and get another job because the people would not support him. I understand it's work to find his website, W-O-R-K. It's an effort. You have to do an effort to click on this button. You have to do an effort to transfer money. But in the name of Jesus, if Shannon Davis, the Omega Man, is a blessing to you, at least do something to keep him coming. Does that make sense to you? I would say it does. God bless you as you give to Shannon today. And remember this, the world that was is free for you to have, but you got to contact us because I don't know where you are. I cannot see you. You got to contact us and it's yours. God bless you. Back to you, Shannon. Brother John, thank you for doing these programs and thank you for your support, my friend. We love and appreciate you. Folks, in the chat room, eaec.org. Sister asks, where can I get this? I'm going to put it again in the chat room, eaec.org. Brother John, uh, for the archive today, give us the title. Well, I I would say this. um, We dealt a lot with the Book of Enoch. and um, So why don't we call this... um, uh, let's call it uh, the time before Adam. Awesome, I love it. The time before Adam. Excellent, brother John. We love and appreciate you. I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you. Love you God, too. Love you too. Folks, stand by. We're going to continue the program. Here we go. And reset makes the mark. <laughs> 